Hi, welcome to my podcast, On The Grow. I'm Grace Lee. In the last episode, you heard me cover the topic, cuffing season. In the episode, I talk about the phenomenon behind this trend, why people stand true to this desire to be tied down, and what to do about it. If you haven't heard it already, you should definitely check it out. In this episode, I'll cover being in a seasonal rut. I'm talking about what it means to be in a seasonal rut, how to get out of one, and some anecdotes that you might find enjoyable. Before I begin today's topic, I wanted to just recap a little on what we previously went through. I didn't have a podcast episode up last week for many reasons, but this one being the main reason. 2020 has delivered anything but stability and certainty. I mean, what an intense two weeks it's been, with election week really taking a toll on our mental health and putting all of us in this state of uncertainty. The waiting game definitely felt familiar. It reminded me back to the beginning of quarantine times, where we were just all anxiously waiting to hear what the state of the world was. Some of us didn't even know how to get back to our daily routines, let alone how to get back home. Some of us stayed put in family homes, places that were familiar, but not our home, not the space we were used to living in every day, not the office we used to go to every day, not the gym routines we'd do every day, not the restaurants we'd go to, the movie theater, the mall, all of these places that just restricted us from things we did without thinking about it. I'm not an anxious person, but I do get extremely stressed out. Part of it has to do with wanting to do everything, have that sense of control of what I'm working on. I think the height of my stress came two days after election day, when the whole world anxiously and not so patiently waited for the news to hit. I remember telling one of my best friends that I just, I had to get off Twitter. I'd, I deleted the app off of my phone because I found myself scrolling through it and just feeling frustrated. I was reading through the opinions of people who were just very, very out there and it was affecting me and I didn't want to see it anymore. It reminded me again of how there are so many things that are completely out of our control right now. COVID, politics, just to name a few. And yet we demand that we have stability in times that simply won't allow it. The biggest thing that's been helpful for me during times of uncertainty was recalling what I do have control over. Rather than dwelling on the overall narrative, what are the things in my life that I can control? I mentioned this in an Instagram post the day after election day. We can control the news we consume. Are the sources we're consuming reliable? We can control our expectations. We get so lost in what could happen versus what is actually happening. We can control who we interact with. The people we're communicating with. Is it affecting our mental health to interact with these people? We can control our responses. Are we responding or are we reacting? 
We can control our social media consumption. Everyone will have an opinion on all social media platforms. You are in control of turning that off. We get into seasonal ruts because we burn out. Our work culture, especially in the U.S., prides itself on working more. We all suffer the same fate, whether we're in professional service businesses to startups to tech company employees to even freelance businesses. We burn out. And to those of us who are, quote, busy and hustling all the time, we're given verbal trophies. I don't see how this is something that's rewarding. To be constantly busy and going all the time is not something I'd stick a badge on or give a medal to. I don't find any glory in reaching a point where you feel so drained, so exhausted, no longer feeling motivated or dedicated to the career path you've chosen or the thing that you've been wanting to accomplish or do doesn't necessarily have to be a career path. There is absolutely no victory in losing your mental and physical health to excessive hard work doing what you sought out to pursue. We all glorify this sort of hustle mentality, this hustle culture of if you're not getting this done, if you're not doing this, if you're not accomplishing this, then you're basically not working. And I don't think that's right. I don't think there should be an extreme of one side or the other. I mean, I can't even count how many times I've felt this burnout in my career. And I'm not even 30 yet. I've changed my career path almost every year since I graduated college. I had this mindset in college that I wanted to work in PR for a magazine. And then it switched to social media marketing for a corporate company, to full-time travel and lifestyle influencer slash blogger, to working for myself as a social media strategist, and a couple of bumps along the way in between those years. (laughs) My point is, I can't tell you enough how I've even felt doubtful of the path or paths I've been on. And even to this day, there are moments where I'll catch myself and ask, am I going to be doing this next year? What about two years? Will I even make it that far? I still question myself. I get into seasonal ruts. I get into seasonal ruts because I put a lot on my plate. From my podcast, to my blog, to my social media brand, to my work, it can really be overwhelming. I have someone who is close to me who gets to experience all of my stressful breakouts. But the tension gets to be so much because I don't ever want to stop. Whenever I explain what I do to others, I always tell them the hardest part of what I do is knowing when to stop because social media never stops. It's constantly changing, evolving, and if you can't keep up with it or stay up to date, you've already lost. So my mind runs at rapid speed, trying to stay ahead of the curve so I can help clients and brands understand social media and also work on my own brand. I'll even say, not being able to record my podcast last week also threw me off. 
I caught myself many times asking the person closest to me, am I slacking? Is it bad that I didn't get to record my podcast? Even though we had just gone through an intense week with the elections and COVID cases on the rise, I can't believe those words even came out, honestly. I was foregoing, again, my own mental health to get my work out there, but I'm glad I didn't release an episode last week. It wouldn't have been authentic. It would have been forced, and I wouldn't have been happy with the outcome. I had mentioned it about three or four times to this person, who was always there for me. I remember sitting in my chair, feeling glum over not having things, as I like to say, ready to go. I was actually tearing up about it. I was getting very upset, emotional, and I was pretty shocked that this need of control came out. I mean, Grace, come on. Have you not learned anything from quarantine a few months ago? Why it's important to take care of your mental health above anything you do? Nothing comes out the way you want if your mind isn't straight or if you're not fully there. So as I was sitting in my chair in a bitter mood, the things going through my mind were trying to make light of the actual situation of how I really felt and why I felt the need to have to share this podcast episode last week. I think my frustration lies in the fact that I am someone who preaches on consistency. You should post at a consistent time. You should share this weekly. You should do that and this every day, week, month. I tell my clients that consistency is key. But when I'm not consistent, I get really hard on myself and my hard work. But then my mind went to the state of our nation and and how this lack of consistency I was frustrated with was not consistent itself. <laughs> I wasn't always slacking with my work. It was just this one time. It helps to talk things out with someone too. So you're not just all in your own head. So thank you to that person who is probably listening to this podcast who helped me get through this. We get into seasonal ruts because things are not what we expected or things don't go the way we planned. I talked a little about this in the beginning where I shared how we can shift our perspectives to things we can control. When we're on a roll with the job we have, the relationship we're in, the friendship we're in, we're on this happy high. Things feel great. We're all good. Life seems good. We're skipping down this yellow brick road with no obstacles in our path. And then there's this one brick sticking out that sends us flying. It comes out of nowhere and no one asked for this brick to be out of place. You most certainly didn't. That brick that blocked our path or tripped us up is the very thing called things we don't expect or things that don't go the way we plan. Yep, that's life for you. Seasonal ruts happen because we lose our rhythm and pace and we we feel stuck where we are. Can we just point out that 2020 has been the biggest brick in all of our paths so far? I mean, a global pandemic, many, many tragic deaths, 
a social movement uproar, election year, natural disasters, murder hornets. I mean, come on. Big, big brick. So it makes sense that many of us are not only in a seasonal rut, but in a whole year rut. I get it. Every time there's happiness, tragic news follows. There's been a lot of mood swings, up and down moments, and we're all wanting to catch a break from this year of uncertainty. Even though this uncertainty doesn't actually expire when the clock strikes midnight on New Year's Eve, by the way, which many of us are thinking it's all over when 2021 rolls around. I think regardless of how bad this year has been, you make the most of the situation you're in. Always. That's how you'll find your rhythm again. The seasonal rut that makes you feel like you're more of a stumbler than a confident walker. Before I re-signed my lease for my current apartment here in New York City, I had thoughts of leaving it. Not exactly leaving New York City, but potentially finding another apartment with lower rent. I spent many, many weeks looking for a new apartment all over Manhattan. I even went to great lengths to texting brokers and apartment managements to view the property too. My plans were to leave when the lease ended. Truthfully, I love my current apartment. It's been my home for two years now. It's spacious and cozy, and since I work from home, well, so does everyone now. But I needed my apartment to be a comfortable work environment too. It checked a lot of boxes for me, so I was hesitant on leaving. The rent, however, made it tricky for me to stay. Rentals were the lowest we've seen in a long time, and there was a part of me that wanted a new change of scenery too. So up until two weeks before my lease was up, I decided to reach out to my landlord to negotiate. My plan was, if this didn't work, it was fine. I'd leave. But why not at least try? I negotiated and asked for a lower rent. And they obliged. So long story short, I ended up re-signing my lease and staying put. A part of me felt relieved to not have to go through the moving process again. It is such a pain to move in New York City. Ask anyone who lives here. But yet, many of us still move every year. Yeah, it's crazy. But anyway, another part of me felt sad. I wanted to be able to have a new space and start chapter three of my journey in New York City. But the point I'm trying to make here is that life throws unexpected bricks that trip us and our plans up sometimes. And it's a matter of responding to it rather than reacting to it. Maybe there's a reason that brick tripped you up in the first place. Maybe it led to the best decision that you weren't asking for. Maybe a painful breakup with someone who was a little hesitant to marry you, but you felt strongly towards, led to meeting someone who respects you, supports you, and loves you wholeheartedly, and doesn't hesitate to want to marry you. We often question the roadblocks in our paths, and see them for what they are in real time, roadblocks. We sometimes look at our timelines and wonder why we're in this seasonal rut. 
When things don't go the way we plan, it makes sense. We question ourselves and what we're even doing. Maybe the roadblock is helping you understand that the seasonal rut is helping you get out of something else that was bigger and more destructive down your path. Maybe feeling stuck where you are will open another door and give you a wake-up call that what you were doing all along wasn't making you happy. I think we should always pay attention to the things that get in our way because there is always a reason for it. We get into seasonal ruts because our mindset changes. Sometimes we just grow tired of our own plans. Sometimes we don't love the things we did three years ago. Sometimes we fall into this rut because we know that we don't want to do something anymore and we're in the stage of either trying to get out of it or accepting that this isn't the path for you. This reminds me of the time where I felt strongly towards someone a few years ago. And now when I look back at the photos of this person and the memories, things just don't feel the same. I don't feel that sense of happiness in the way that I used to. And it's so crazy how our mind works like that. Remember the times you had a favorite song play on the radio and you listened to it over and over and over again and you swore you'd never stop listening to it even though it was overplayed? But then a few weeks or months later, you realize the song doesn't affect you quite the same way it did before? And you wonder what changed? The song clearly didn't, but what you thought of the song did. Your mindset changed. Whenever I find a song that I'm obsessed with, I'll listen to it at least three or four times in one sitting. But I try not to overdo it. Why? Because I like to keep things in doses. I know that if I keep listening to the song that I love, it'll start to wear off, and I don't want it to fade. That feeling, not yet. My mind will be more consumed with how much I listen to it rather than the actual song. I space it out and listen to it at least once a day. It's that little excitement I feel when I get to listen to that favorite song again, and I try to uphold that feeling for as long as possible. I'm not saying I'm someone who changes my mind constantly, but it's good for me to accept that my mindset does change, which means plans that I set for myself a long time ago won't always be the same outcome. I do think that the holiday time, these winter months, really do make it extremely hard. Even though this year has been pretty uncertain, the holidays have this sort of effect on us. There's something about the holidays that make us feel lonelier even when we're surrounded by loved ones. Maybe it's just me, but I can feel that every year at one point during the winter months. And my mind shifts from one thought to another. It's like playing games with your own mind, but you don't even know what the game is. It zips around, causing you to feel like you're back in the same spot as before. And you feel like you haven't moved at all, made any progression of any sort, mentally. And that leads to a stream of other negative thoughts. If this year has taught me anything, it's to keep your mind open and understand you can't control everything that happens around you or to you. 
You can only control how it affects you. Your mind can change, but your attitude and behavior doesn't have to. That's the best way you can handle something like a seasonal rut during the holidays. We get into seasonal ruts because of the content we're consuming. We get wrapped up in the holiday wave where Instagram standards make you feel like what you're doing is not good enough. Think about those travel accounts you follow or you've stumbled across. The scenic blue water at Turks and Caicos or the Maldives or that beautiful Miami beach house or the stunning waters at Lake Louise in Alberta, Canada. I could go on and on and list beautiful destinations all around the world. And there's something about holiday travel that makes people feel FOMO or that they're missing out on certain aspects of life. Your trip to the local beach you've been planning for months now feels irrelevant. It's not as scenic. The water isn't crystal clear. And even though you're spending it with your beloved family, it doesn't match your coworker who is with his or her significant other swimming with dolphins and sipping on pina coladas and having a grand old time on Instagram. I call this the holiday wave because it puts us in these stuck positions, the ones where we feel helpless and start to invalidate ourselves and what we have around us and who we have around us. We fall under these seasonal ruts because we feel the pressure to conform to Instagram standards and we no longer want to carry on with our plans anymore because someone else's sounds or looks better. We don't want to move forward because we're simply stuck thinking our lives are only as good as our last destination trip. This year especially, I've been more in tune with the content I'm consuming on my own Instagram. I have consultation calls with people who have told me how hard it's been to focus on their brand and social media because of all the noise from people they follow. It's simple. You unfollow or mute. The one question I'll always ask when this topic comes up is this. Does this person inspire you or support the life you're trying to live? It's a simple yes or no. Taking care of you means also eliminating and removing accounts that don't support your goals or make you feel validated and worthy. We wouldn't walk around and try to have conversations with people who we don't feel comfortable approaching or just don't respect you. Would you? So why would you do that over a screen? It's essentially the same thing. This year, I've probably unfollowed a lot of accounts since quarantine. That time, I really spent it focusing on why I followed certain people. I found that a lot of the people I followed was because I had been following them for a long time now. I loved their blog when they first started. Or I loved their content before they moved and had a baby and it wasn't that I didn't like the person anymore. It was just their lifestyle simply didn't fit with the one I was trying to pursue. The baby content or building a home and raising a family just isn't the same path I'm on at the current moment. I realized that even though I felt they inspired me at one point or another, it was no longer there. And 
it's true when they say we outgrow things, but there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong when you're no longer feeling the inspiration you felt from people previously and you you just outgrow it. And that didn't mean they were headed in the wrong direction. It just meant that I was growing out of this box that I had placed for some of these people, for my following list, for the certain people that I continue to follow along because I either knew them from my early blogging days or they were just content creators I looked up to. But I'm in a different journey than they are, which is perfectly okay. There's no right or wrong here. I think that's important to recognize too. I unfollowed them. The girls from high school, or was it middle school? Honestly, don't know the difference. The ones I never really hung out with. The ones I, I wasn't really friends with, just acquaintances. Why was I still following them? They live a different lifestyle than I do, and the content they share doesn't align with me. I'm happy for them, whatever they are doing, or in whatever career path they're pursuing. It just doesn't align with mine. I unfollowed them. The college girls. Some of them don't even speak to me. Some of them I met once or, or twice. And some of them, I don't even know why I follow them, to be quite honest. I unfollowed them. The influencers in New York City I've met at events a couple of times. The ones that asked me, what's your Instagram name? What's your Instagram name? So that they could follow me before even asking what my name was. Their goals for what they were trying to accomplish on social media doesn't align with mine. I unfollowed them. I do these unfollowing sweeps once in a while because I think it's necessary to keep track of the content we consume and hold ourselves accountable for it. If what we are looking at on our socials don't make us feel good about where we are, we're bound to fall into some sort of rut. The holiday time can really cause damage if you're taking in unhealthy content. I can't emphasize enough to pay attention to what you're looking at. Getting stuck emotionally is a hard place to be. Whenever I find myself in a rut, I'll start trying to make big changes right away. I have to do a complete 180 in 24 hours or else. But speaking on a realistic level, it sounds great, in theory. What does help is making smaller and manageable changes. And not only that, but really taking care of yourself, doing the things that make you happy. Another thing that always helps me is having things to look forward to. These past two weeks have really been intense, but but it grounds me to know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. The holidays are my favorite time of the year. And yeah, even though we're going through a pandemic, that shouldn't stop you from enjoying the things that you love to do. But yeah, things will be different this year, and I think I'll I'll be covering more of that in this season, more in depth of the things that we'll probably be going through in this year of uncertainty. But even though I know many of us are not fortunate enough to have the opportunity 
and this is a privilege to be able to do this, I get excited to reunite with my family this time of year. I'm planning to head back to North Carolina this weekend for Thanksgiving break. My parents are truly a blessing to drive all the way to New York City to pick me up and then drive back down with Pepper and Luna, my two kittens, and me. I'm looking forward to catching up with my brother, who is in college, and my sister, who is in medical school. I'm ready for home-cooked meals, space to work out in, Christmas decorations to put up, and family movie nights. Does anyone else have Thanksgiving traditions? Maybe I'll share mine in the next podcast. Let me know, though, over on Instagram DMs or shoot me an email at grace at gracefullymade.com so I can read yours. If you're in a seasonal rut right now or have experienced one recently, I hope this was helpful to listen to. I know that sometimes we brush it off because everyone seems to be busy during the winter months and holiday season, but I think it's something that we should talk about, regardless of what season it's in. Be sure to follow along and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Stay tuned and keep listening to the next episode in the series, Loneliness During the Holidays. I'll be covering what many of us go through during this time of year, how many of us pretend to be happy even though we don't always feel that way, how loneliness during the holidays affects us mentally and ways we can change our mindset. Thanks for tuning in.